Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. The Take for Take podcast is back. The boys and I are at it again. Took some time off, much needed time off to regroup, find ourselves, establish a rhythm, and give you guys the best possible content we can give you. Got my boy Trent with me. Gage is unfortunately not with us today, so it's not the three, the dynamic trio. It is the dynamic duo tonight. Gage will be joining us on the next episode. But Trent, how we doing, brother? Austin, what's up, buddy? Good to see you. Uh, I know we just saw each other in person about thirty minutes ago, but um, man, I feel refreshed after this long break. Oh yeah. You know, even even content machines like us, you know, <laughs> we, we need a couple months off to uh, recharge the batteries. But um, I'm good, man. Football season around the corner. Uh, I couldn't be I couldn't be in a better place. So I'm excited to get going with you and, and Gagers coming up. Yeah, man. Football's back, which is pretty much why we're back. But um, we have a lot, a lot, a lot of content um, and material that we have planned for you guys coming up. Obviously, like we said, football season's about a month away. Actually, exactly a month away. September seventh is opening night. Um, we got a lot of stuff coming. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming. We got, we got college ball coming. At college ball months, is yeah. a week before that, September first, I believe. Um, we're gonna be pumping out two shows a week moving forward. Um, one show is gonna come out on Tuesday. It's gonna be kind of our um, recap day from the weekend, um, football and non-football related, obviously, but. Recap day on Tuesday, and then Friday is going to be our preview show where we talk about anything and everything going on that upcoming weekend, whether it be games, award, it don't matter what it is. Whatever's going on that weekend, we're going to preview it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to do a whole lot of things, including daily fantasy picks. We're going to do some daily entries. We're going to do some weekend entries. We're going to do our pickums and our props and our bets and all that fun stuff. Don't worry. Um, but we got a lot of stuff coming, man. We got a lot of stuff coming. We're really excited to bump this up two times a week. I think it's going to be good not only for us but for the viewers and the listeners. Get some content. We're going to be more active on social media. We got a, plan, a game plan set up for that. Just got to get the ball rolling. And without further ado, we're just going to jump right fucking into it, man. We're not going to waste any time. This first episode, or these episodes moving forward before the season starts, are going to be highlight episodes. So what that means is we are picking one division per episode in the NFL, and we are attacking that division. So tonight we're doing the AFC East. Later this week, we will do the NFC East, and so on and so forth, up until the start of the regular season. It kind of maps out perfectly with where we are now. And the start of the season will end right on that week one date, and we'll be ready to fucking visions. anything, anything and everything with these divisions we're doing. We're breaking it down up until the start of the season, and tonight we're kicking things off with the AFC East, or some people call it the AFC Beast, which in my opinion is an absolute joke. But we'll get into that. Wow, um, really? I'm not big on the AFC East. I never really have been. Really? Yeah. Well, let's start there. Let's start there because uh, I thought this was one of the toughest divisions to to rank personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I'll, I'll, I'll save when we get to the teams, but I, I think there's two teams in this division that can win the Super Bowl. Really? Uh, do you think there's only one? Do you think there's any? Um, The Josh Allen fan in me wants to say there's one. But truthfully, I don't think there's any. I think there's one. Wow. I think there's one team, and I think you and I are on the same same wavelength in, in terms of who that team is that can compete with Buffalo. But I don't see the AFC so fucking loaded that I don't see this division doing anything crazy. I really don't. I mean, these last few years I've been banking on Josh Allen and Buffalo doing something, and they just haven't. Mm-hmm. But let's let's we'll yeah th- no I mean I, I I yeah go ahead no I was just, I was just gonna say let's dive into this let's start who you want to start with who you want which team you want to start with let's start with let's start with Buffalo let's go okay. I figured we go alphabetical order okay let's start with um, Buffalo so um do you want to do you want to tee up team up yeah so they're win to- they're uh, we're gonna look at win totals again storylines win totals. Um, props, player evaluations, all that kind of stuff. Um, Buffalo's win total right now is ten and a half. Um, last year they were thirteen and three, obviously, and they got the two seed, I believe it was, in the AFC. Yep. Yep. They got the two seed, lost at home in the divisional round to the Bengals, and they didn't really do a whole lot in the off season. They had a decent draft, in my opinion. Uh, Dalton Kincaid gives them another weapon offensively. Osiris uh, Torrance is a good offensive lineman for them. They didn't really make any huge splashes. They didn't really do anything to get better. They didn't do anything to get worse. They're kind of the same team. Um, (laughs) Dude, I don't... I feel like I'm... uh, I don't know how to... This is... is, You you are correct when you say this is the toughest division to rank. But I just think that the Bills are a step above everybody else in that division that everybody's trying to play catch-up. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the Bills are interesting, right? Because, like you mentioned, they didn't do a whole lot. I do love, I do love their draft. I do love Dalton Kincaid. He was one of my favorite players in college football. Um as a Browns fan, I was really hoping the bang he wouldn't fall to the Bengals. The Bills jumped ahead, grabbed him. So I, I think he's going to be really good right away, and that's something that they, they desperately need, another weapon next to, next to Stephon Diggs because I still worry about their wide receiver depth. I still worry about their running game. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's too Josh Allen dependent. I know it got, it got better at the end of last year, but I think that was more of a, a – uh, result of the defenses they were playing, spe- uh, specifically my Browns, who they shredded. Um, but they, but aside from that, they didn't do much in free agency, like you mentioned. They they're bringing back their defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier, who I am not impressed with. Um, you know, especially going back to that playoff game where they didn't seem to be prepared at all for the Bengals. And yeah, um, it's they looked they, they that team looked like the best defense in the league and then that team looked like a high school defense at times 
Not yeah. the not the Bengals game yeah. specifically. They got torched in that game, yeah. But just like up and their whole season, they were just up and down the entire year. Mm-hmm. And I think you can you can attribute a lot of that to to injuries, right? Like Von Miller going out, sure, um, really killed their pass rush, and that's another concern that I have for them is, um, you know, Von Miller's thirty five years old. He's coming off a torn ACL. He he gave an interview the other day where he was like, ah, you know. I want to be healthy. I want to be able to trust my knee before I'm out there. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be out there to start the season. So how effective is he going to be coming off that injury? And there he was banged up big time. Um, and they, I, thought, I thought they took a, a step back. Like, Tredavious White um, is still a really good player, but I didn't think he had his best year last year. Um, and like I said, I, I, I thought, for some reason, I, I had thought that they had, they had made a change to defensive coordinator um, and then doing a little research before um, the pod, I, I realized that they still had Leslie Frazier, who I'm just not a fan of. So I do worry about that defense, and I worry about the weapons. So there's there's a lot of concern, um, like you mentioned. But, you know, they did win 13 games like last year. They do have Josh Allen, who I think is, say, the second-best quarterback in the NFL. And... They do have a great home crowd. I think they have the, the best home field advantage, if, if that even matters anymore. I know it, it hasn't in the past, right? or at least it's, it's been limited in the past, but I do think they still have a very, very strong home, uh, home crowd advantage. And I think Josh Allen is that good when he's on to to drag them to the top of this division. So yeah, um, I get all the concerns. I really do. They're O-line either um like osiris Lawrence, but you know you're around rookie so you can't expect him to step in right away um i mean but they I may think, i think with no no go, go, ahead. go ahead go ahead i, I was just gonna i was just gonna say i think with a healthy von miller with josh allen back i think the addition of kincaid i know Diggs has made some there's been some Diggs drama in the offseason i'm not worried about that I still think this is going to be easily a top five offense, um, and as long as Josh Allen stays healthy, maybe they take a, a two wins step back. Maybe they win eleven and they still hit their over under. So I'll I'll go slight over. here. Yeah, I like their over ten and a half too, and I'm kind of I'm looking at the their moves right now that they've made in the off season, and I kind of really really like them. They brought in Taylor Rapp, safety from the uh, Rams, who is going to be their third safety. I mean, they got Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde. St- they just re-signed both of them. They brought in Leonard Floyd, uh, the defensive end, or stand-up linebacker, I guess. Um, they added running back depth. They brought in Damian Harris from New England, and then Latavius Murray, who's been everywhere. I kind of like, I kind of like this team that on paper I really do. Um, but yeah, I'm not gonna repeat the stuff you said. I mean, their defense is still kind of iffy to me. Um, thirteen and three is phenomenal. Can't take that away. But I, I'm in, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm not a big Leslie Frazier guy. I'm not a um a big believer in him. But if he can do it again this year, I think they I think they were top seventh top eight defense last year in terms of overall defense 
second in scoring. They, I mean, less than 18 points a game. But do it again, and I'll be a believer. And one guy I want to watch for this year is James Cook. I'm really, 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 really high on James Cook this year. Um, he was the number one guy. He's gonna be the starter now. Yeah. Yeah, he is. They came out and announced him as a starter. He he split carries last year with Devin Singletary. Um, he's gone. Zach Moss is now gone. He got traded last year, but Cook is the guy. I mean, he. If yeah, I, I'm really high on him. I really I like him a lot. I like his fantasy value a ton because he can catch the ball. But if he can, if he can, he doesn't have to be, you know, this this insane Pro Bowl kind of running back. But if Josh Allen hasn't really had a content running back, really in his entire career. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's been it's been him as the. That's what I mean. Like, if if they can, if he can turn around and give the ball to somebody to take the load, pre, the the management load management off of him, then I think they'll be just fine. The ten ten and a half wins, I think, is a steal to me. Um, you can get that on FanDuel, pretty low, I believe. Yeah, minus one thirty four. I think that value is really really good. I think it's only going to go up, so odds are going to get worse, but. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I like I said, I, I like the over, um, slight over. I think ten and a half is too low. Um, you know, you forget that the team won thirteen games last year, and they they only played sixteen games. Um, That's the the Mar Hamlin game exactly. Game got, got got cut short, so you got to remember that. Um, it does concern me, and I'm, I'm sure it concerns you as well, as a Saint fan, that their wide receiver three. Oh, it looks like it's Deontay Hardy. Yeah. Um, so that's not great. Gabe Davis, I've never been really high on Gabe Davis. I think he was super um, overvalued last year because of that, that playoff game. Um, so I wish they added somebody somebody in free agency. As I know it wasn't a good class, but I, I wish they had somebody else in there that um, could kind of at least slot into wide receiver three, not Deontay Hardy. I know they drafted Shaquille. Uh, or Khalil Shakir yeah. last year, um, and he was he was kind of up and down, but maybe he takes a step. But I know Deontay Hardy is not is not somebody I'm, I'm no. But that but like you said, that's what to... that's why they got or they brought in Kincaid. Yeah, and yeah. they brought in a guy like Damian Harris, who is a third down back. I I see Cook as as the receiving back of the bunch. So I mean, they have weapons. It's just a matter of outside of Diggs and Dawson Knox, who's going to be that guy? But, I mean, you look at their schedule. I'm looking at it right now. I don't see many losses on this. I mean, good. I mean, they got Kansas City, Philly, Cincinnati, Chargers. I think Dallas could give them a game. Like, outside of that, they don't have that tough of a schedule yeah it's I mean it we're kind of dancing around um what it, it really comes down to and I think Josh Allen can he he has the potential to just 
I mean, we've seen it before. Like, this dude has the potential to be the best quarterback in the NFL. Like, he's he's had stretches where he's been better than Patrick Mahomes. So, he's never had a great supporting cast around him. He's still led top five off- offenses. So, you know it's in him. Um, so, I think he has the potential just to kind of, you know, piggyback them, you know, 12, 13, 14 wins. So, yeah. um, week one's going to be super interesting. Uh, that Monday night game against the Jets in New York. That'll be a huge game going going uh, to decide the division. But I think that at this point the Bills are a little little undervalued. And you know, Demar Hamlin. Um, I don't know if he's going to be. Is he going to start the season or is he going to be on IR to start the season? I know he's been practicing and stuff, but I, I, I have I have no idea. To be completely honest with you, I'm guessing they're. I don't know. He, it doesn't look like he's listed as a starter here. Um, obviously, with with uh, I can't imagine he would be high coming back, but yeah, I mean that that's obviously a good feel story, feel good story there. So yeah, I don't I don't see them being any worse than last year. I don't see them being much better than they were last year. I think twelve and five, thirteen, thirteen four, or yeah, thirteen and four, twelve and five suits them pretty well. Cool. Um, Miami. The Dolphins, probably one of my least one of my least favorite teams, yet at the same time one of my favorite teams. This team is so weird to me. They're so so fucking weird. Just to say, you know. <laughs> say what? I just said there's just there's just a lot to like. There's a ton. There's just a dude. lot of factors that go into this team. I feel like. I love Mike McDaniel. They have arguably oh. the best receiving core or the best receiving duo in the league. Um, they made arguably the best, one of the best offseason moves, bringing in uh, Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator. Yep, um, yep, yep. The pieces are there. They're there for them to be really successful. Um, but they're just in a division with the Bills and the Jets. And the Patriots, who historically have had their number, um, their their win total right now is set at nine and a half. Um, I think that's the perfect number. Um, I have them at the under. I, I have them going nine and eight, um, which is what they went last year. I just don't. If I'm wrong on Miami, here's 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 bottom line. If I'm wrong on Miami, Miami, I will eat my words. I will, I will own up to it. I will take any backlash. I will accept it. The pieces are there. They have one of the best, one of the most talented rosters, offensively and defensively, in my opinion, in the league. Prove that you can win. I mean, they they went nine and eight and they scraped scraped by to get a playoff berth. Prove to me that you can win, and then you will have my respect. Until then, I, I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I have a lot to say on the Dolphins. They three points you made are I agree wholeheartedly. Big um, Fangio coming over, um, you know, his success and his track record speak for itself. Um, you know. The, the zone heavy scheme that he runs 
really, really uh, limits big plays and um, has been successful in, in today's NFL yeah. where everyone's looking for explosives. And before you move um, on, before you before you move on, about Vic Fangio, yeah. 22 years in the league yeah. as a coach, as a coordinator, as a, head, as a head coach, 22 years in the league, 10 seasons, his defense has been in the top 10. Yeah, well, yeah. the 2018 Bears was the best defense he's had, first in the league in pretty much any other category. Um, he's had a few top three team or top three defenses. He's the highest paid defensive coordinator in the league right now. He's getting damn near five million a year, which is crazy. And again, that that the on paper that defensive roster is insane. And he. Yeah, I, I'm not. I just, I'm just going to be repeating myself over and over again. But Vic Mangio <laughs> has the pieces to do it. Show me, show me that you can do it. Yep. Um, and then, you know, another piggybacking off one of your points, Mike McDaniel. Uh, I hate that we're agreeing so much so far in the show, but I, I love him. Um, if not, you know, the same more than you. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, just coming from that Shanahan tree, the ability to scheme weapons open, the ability to um, have that dynamic offense with with the the best duo receiver, and I don't think it's arguable, the best uh, wide receiver duo in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a scary offense with with that with those combinations. Um, there's a lot of good with the Dolphins. There's a lot of good and. And I was ready to them um, to win 11, 12 games, kind of near the start of the off season. But there's there's a lot of bad too. Um, there's a lot of things that concern me. Um, obviously, Jalen Ramsey's injury, yes, is not something that they were expecting. And I do think that as talented as their front seven is and it's, it's especially their D-line um, you know Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb off the edge Christian Wilkins is just an animal mm-hmm. uh, at defensive tackle um, and then they have another defensive tackle that, that is actually really really uh, solid as well um, I believe Sealer is his name but uh, um, that is they are talented up front I worry a little bit about the secondary without, without Jalen Ramsey and I know Fangio could possibly uh, his scheme could kind of you know hide those those blemishes a little bit. Xavier Howard, um, you know he's getting up there in age and he wasn't very good last year. Uh, I don't I don't think he's getting any younger, obviously. And um, you know, can he have a renaissance? I, I, I think he's thirty one at this point, maybe, but um, it still concerns me. Jalen Ramsey. I don't know who's going to slide into their their QB or cornerback two spot, but I know there's a, it's obviously a big downgrade. Uh, their safeties are a little shaky, obviously. And well, Javon uh, we'll Holland, Javon Holland's Holland pretty Fangio solid. kind of compensates for that, but that would concern me a little bit. I do, like I said, I love their front seven. I love the, I love their D line. Yeah. On the offensive side of the ball. Um, Before you talk about the offense, you're missing. The, they just signed Eli Apple, the goat. That's right. They did. They did <laughs> sign Eli Apple. I forgot about that. Um, not sure that changes much of my analysis. No, no. But <laughs> but they did sign Eli Apple. Um, nice, nice catch on there. Uh, 
All right, two two big concerns on the offensive side of the ball. First, uh, their offensive line. Teron Armstead's their best player, ever plays a full season. Um, you can't count on him to play a full season. Their offensive line is just kind of bad. So that's a concern. Their other tackle, Jackson, is very, very bad. Um, he's been bad so far in his career. I don't know if, if he has any hope. And it's one of the worst offensive lines outside of their left tackle, I think, in the NFL. Then you yeah, couple that great. with uh, their quarterback being Tua, where, you know, I think Tua takes a lot of um, a lot of unnecessary heat sometimes. But he's got to prove to me, like you said, you have to, you want to see the Dolphins prove it to you that they can be a winning team. Has to prove to me that he can stay healthy, and I'm not sure he can do it. I know that they. Uh, I'm sure you saw the pictures this offseason where he came into training camp, and he he kind of looks like uh, the Pillsbury Doughboy at this point. <laughs> yeah, he um, beefed up a little bit. He really beefed up, but it but. You can tell, like some guys, like they they put on like weight and it just like it, it just it's like, good you know, weight. They just bulk up and you can see it. Yeah, and to a, you know, I don't know if I think he was doing the same thing that that the other guys are doing, right? Like probably on the same regimen and same you know eating plan. The way it it fits into his body is just a little bit different. Um, <laughs> and I know he was taking jujitsu in the off season to kind of help fall. Right. Uh, better, which is that's kind such of hilarious an, to me. That's such an insane, <laughs> insane reason yeah. to take jujitsu. I mean, I get I it, mean, I get it, but it's I so get it insane too because the dude doesn't know how to fall. He smacks his head. <laughs> he always falls on his head. Uh, Are you buying to a stock? I know you just said. Excuse me. I know you just said that he needs to prove it to you, but at this point, right now, are you are you comfortable rolling two out as your everyday starter? I'm not because I don't think he can stay healthy. And and this isn't even the concussion thing. Like last time he had a fully healthy season, was it his sophomore year at Alabama? I believe so. Because remember he he, he broke his uh his hip, didn't he? Yeah. Or dislocated his hip at Alabama. Um, I, I worry about a quarterback that mobile and has a and is small and has a very, very long tree history behind that offensive line. Um, so I think when two is healthy, like the one, like probably the perfect quarterback to be in the scheme, like a souped up Jimmy Garoppolo, um, in my opinion. But I just don't trust it. I don't trust it, and that's why I'm going under with the with the Dolphins. Because um, you know, I know I know they signed Mike White. They did, and he's solid. They did, but I think I think if they lose to, uh, they're not winning ten games. So I I think they went around eight, maybe yeah. nine. That's yeah. But I'm, I'm in going the exact same as well. Yeah, I mean I'm in the exact same boat. And before we move on, um. They did resign Jeff Wilson and um, Raheem Mostert, both two veterans. But the kid out of A and M, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name. So maybe you can help me here. Devin, is it Devin Akane? 
who, who you cut out? Who were you talking about? The r- rookie running back for Miami, Devin McCain, mm. the kid out of A and M. Yeah, I think I think so. I, well, I for, once you I butchering his last name. I know that for a fact, but I know the kid's a dog, an absolute dog. Drafted him in the fifth round, I believe it was, this past year. Let me double check that before I move on. Third round. I apologize. Drafted him in the third round. I have a and um, A chain, right? A chain. I'm pretty. Devin A chain. A chain. Gotcha. That's his name. A chain. That's his name. He. There's reports coming out of camp that he looks really good. Uh, we all knew that he was really, really fast. Um, but there was questions about his hands coming out of college. He can. He's shown that he can catch the ball early in camp. Um, he's really fucking fast, and that offense is really good for. A fast running back that can catch the ball. They do a lot of screens, a lot of uh, slip, uh, play action slip screens, a lot of zone reads. They get guys in space. And I would not be surprised if if he continues to progress as what we've been seeing in camp. Granted, we need to see game reps, but I would not be surprised if middle of the year he starts taking over as the number one running back. Because I don't I'm not buying stock on Raheem Mostert or Jeff Wilson right now. I'm just not. Yeah, I mean, you know, talk about you know, skeptical that someone's going to stay healthy. In back room scares the hell out of me. I mean, Raheem and, Mostert uh, looked I mean, like there's, he... There's a reason they were... Yeah, there was a reason they were in on Dalvin Cook, right? Um, right. And, you know, he's still unsigned, so maybe maybe he does, they do circle back with him, but... Um, I mean, there's a lot of question marks, and if it all goes well, I think this is a very uh, high ceiling, low floor type of team. Mm-hmm. If it goes well and everything clicks, I could see them winning 13 games. Um, and if if it doesn't, and you know the opposite happens, I think they could you know <laughs> draft them in the top 10. So it, yeah. there, there's definitely a, a wide range of outcomes here. I agree. Okay. Let's move on to arguably, in my opinion, or not arguably, in my opinion, the most interesting team, not only in this division, but arguably in the AFC, which is the New York Jets. Um, We all know, obviously, about the Aaron Rodgers pickup, uh, but they had a really, really good offseason. Traded for Alan Lazard. Or not traded. They signed Alan Lazard, Michael Hardman, Solomon Thomas on the defensive line, Randall Cobb for some veteran experience. They traded for Chuck Clark, who isn't a crazy talented safety, but he, and again, he's a veteran presence who's been on really good defenses in Baltimore. Um, Jets are sitting kind of pretty. Their win, their uh, over under on win total this year is. Nine and a half, which is the same as Miami. I think they are more talented than Miami, which is why I'm going to go with the over. I think it's pretty close. I think they have 10 or 11 wins. I don't think it's anything ridiculous. I see them... I see them as Miami... In the same boat as Miami last year, in the terms of... It comes down to the last week or two, and they are fighting for a playoff spot, and they need to win 
one of those playoff or one of those regular season games to get into the playoffs. And I think they do it. And then everybody at the end of the regular season is like, holy shit, that team's not as good as we think they are. But yet they somehow made the playoffs. That's funny. So we are three for three in terms of uh, <laughs> the lines here, which we didn't talk about any of this before. The we show, did not. So it's very odd that we're just completely aligned. Um, I, I might be more bullish on the Jets than you are just based on um, – you know what you just went over there um, like you said they're over under is nine and a half and um on what eight last year you said last year they were stand by i can tell you exactly here while you're looking that up um you know what stands out to me with this team is just how talented their roster is uh from top to bottom i don't know if they have Jets were seven and ten last year. Finished last, last in the AFC East. Mm -hmm. And they were like at one point they were seven and uh, seven and one, right? Weren't they? Seven and four. Seven and four. Because I I live bet there. I I bet them to miss the playoffs when they were seven and four. Got plus money on that. So no big deal. Um, But what I was going to say is I don't really see a hole on their roster. Um, You know, you could argue their offensive line is a little. Uh, week, um, especially if you know more injuries. Mackay Becton's been been uh, injury prone his whole career, and he's just you know, frankly, he just got beat out. A little. What'd you say? I said he just got beat out. Uh, Billy Turner. I saw a report the other day. Uh, Billy Turner is the starting right, left tackle right now. I know Mackay Beckton was battling some injuries, and he's been battling injuries his whole career. So right. I don't know if that plays into it. Um, obviously, they took him in like the top. Top. He was a top uh, ten years pick. Ago. Or eleventh. Yeah. Pick. He so, was the eleventh pick. Right. So that obviously, I think they want him to take over and win win the job and, and be their franchise left tackle, but it just hasn't happened so far. Um, other side, they have uh, is it Dwayne Brown. Yes. At right tackle. Uh, just, uh, he's, he, he's he's injured right now. Right now it's Max Mitchell is their listed starting right tackle. Okay. Uh, is, uh, yeah, he's, he's injured too because he's old, and he, he gets injured every year too. So that would be that would be my concern um, with their O-line. Uh, other than that, though, no – I don't know if they have they have any other holes. Um, they really maybe, don't. Maybe you, yeah. Maybe you want someone opposite Garrett Wilson a little better than Alan Lazard, but I I, I don't. If, if Alan Lazard is your two and your quarterback's Aaron Rodgers, I think you're fine there. If mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson goes down, then then you have an issue. Then you're last year's Packers, right? Right. Um, but you know, obviously. And everyone's everyone's on the Garrett Wilson train. I don't think anyone is, whether it's the fantasy community, the NFL community, um, you know, us Ohio State fans. We all know how talented he is. Um, I do think that I'm kind of being penciled in as like a Devonte Adams, which I think he I think he will be, but there is the the I feel like the expectations are so high for him mm-hmm. that he could easily not meet those. And still have like a great second year, 
but still be kind of a letdown in the eyes of a lot of, uh, of many people sure because of those expectations are so high um it's just looking at their roster you you could poke a hole at tight end but I, you know again if you have aaron Rodgers, i'm not truly too concerned about who your tight end is right um and you could probably understand in, in in just those last couple of points I made that I'm I'm still high on Aaron Rodgers as an elite quarterback despite last year, uh, despite him being 40 years old or, or damn near, I still think that, um, you know, this is somebody that can be a top five quarterback in the NFL. So, you know, their defense is elite. They have a chance to be a top five defense. Um, and I think they could win 11 games, 12 games. So, I think they're going to compete with the Bills at the top of the division, and I think that'll probably come down to the last game. That's why I'm very, very interested in, in uh, Monday Night Football Week One. Um, who wins that game? Because that that would be a leg up in the division there. So yeah, uh, we're both aligned on the over. Uh, you're a little bit more. Um, you're a little bit more optimistic than I am. I can I can see myself. Right now, I'm not buying much Jet stock, but I can absolutely see myself two or three weeks into the season and going all in all this team I, I love Robert Sala um, I am in the same boat in terms of Aaron Rodgers that you're in um, and Alan Lazard it's funny you mentioned him as being the two because in my opinion he is the perfect wide receiver too for any team doesn't matter who if it's the Jets or whoever he reminds me of T. Higgins in the sense that, not talent-wise, T. Higgins is obviously better talent-wise, but he's a guy that, in my opinion, won't excel to the highest level as a wide receiver one, but he's more than capable as a two to take that pressure off of the one, in this case, Garrett Wilson. and I mean, Lazard had seven... 700 almost 800 yards last year six touchdowns in green bay on an abysmal offense with rogers so they already had that connection i think he is the perfect fit in this offense and if he could take a little bit of pressure off of garrett wilson which i think he will he is going to be just fine and he just signed a fat contract too didn't he sign for like 60 mil or something like that yeah they gave him a lot of money i i've always liked alan Lazard though like i'm with you um he would they would be in trouble if he's your wide receiver one yeah but um him as a two he, he always made big plays he's gotten a lot better in his career i feel like a lot of rogers receivers get better i uh, don't start they don't because they never drafted anyone high you know no. they're all they're always bringing in second third rounders the packers it, he's a big so these guys are always slow developing and um lazar's gotten a lot better throughout his career and i thought last year he was really good yeah and um explosive downfield so yeah, I mean he's a he's a solid too. Obviously, they it looks like they, uh, yeah, they brought in Nicole Hardman, right, um, as well. So he he's gonna be kind of a fun, number three. Um, you know, get him, you know, use him in, in different positions and stuff, and, and jet sweeps and everything like that. So, um, yeah, and I don't think I don't think you can you can overstate the upgrade in quarterback, even if Rodgers doesn't go back to his MVP years they were playing with Zach Wilson last year yeah and and then know, Mike White as much as we love uh, Jets GM Joe 
Joe Douglas and the picks he made with Sauce and Garrett Wilson. Stuff. He took Zach Wilson second over, right? Um, which is horrible. So uh, that's <laughs> I don't have much else to say with that. Uh, but I mean that that's a very large upgrade at quarterback, and you know I think that's at least worth three wins Fair. from last year. Fair. I'm I'm not going to argue against you with that. And you got to, uh, they have Brees Hall coming back. I know he t- just tore his ACL. Yep. But I mean, in six games, he had 681 yards and six touchdowns. And he was on pace to probably be the rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, they, they killed the draft last year. Yeah. And that, that, that healthy, or that uh, offense healthy is scary. And I would put it up with. I would put it up against many, many offenses and be perfectly content with it. All right. Let's, let's see if we agree on this last one. <laughs> this fucking team, dude. I cannot stand this. I literally despise the Patriots for in so many reasons. And they're so bad now. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, Patriots win total is set at 7.5 right now, according to FanDuel. Um, looking half. That is, I mean, the last time they were set at seven and a half, it'd be like, I mean, was I born? Like, I, 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 I don't, don't even know. know. Like, it's it's probably been twenty five years since they've been. I don't know. At low of a total. And, dude, this fucking team, bro. I mean, you you run through their schedule and. It's just like that's a loss. That's Brutal. a loss. That's a. They have a Brutal tough schedule. schedule. They have a tough schedule, and for that, I'm going under the seven and a half wins. Um, oh, shit. I don't think they they finished what eight and nine last year. Um, I don't think they made any crazy additions in the off season. I know they drafted a stud corner out of Oregon. Let me pull this up here. Yeah, Christian Gonzalez, they drafted out of Oregon. Right. Um, in terms of uh, offensive side of the ball, they, they signed Juju Smith-Schuster. That's right, Juju Smith um, and Gusecki from Miami. But, I mean... Doesn't doesn't really move me. No, like... Um, and you still have Mac Jones, bro. Get off of Mac Jones. I'm tired. I am tired. <laughs> fucking tired of being told that Mac Jones is a good NFL quarterback. I am tired of that. And I hear that more than I should. Yeah. I, I wish Gage was on this episode because I think we're agreeing too much. <laughs> but, but, I mean, we've been we've seen each other... So here's the thing about Mac Jones. Like I think we see we're very similar, but we we've had this take consistently since he was in college. Um, there's just not a lot of juice there. You he know, had the best he, college team ever assembled. Yeah, and you would think someone like Belichick would, especially after having Brady for all those years, and then you think he would like it would like he would realize like this drafting this quarterback isn't especially in, in the way the the NFL changes. And there's so many more dynamic quarterbacks. Um, to draft someone with Mac Jones who is so limited off script and it just can't move, it's just Dude, he can't do anything. It's kind of uh yeah, it's kind of it's it's baffling. With that said, and 
I'm going to defend Mac Jones for wow. a little bit. Wow. Um, his his offense coordinator was Matt Patricia last year. They did they did get an upgrade. I know where you're going with this. They absolutely did get yeah. an upgrade. So, you know, I don't think Mac Jones is as bad as his numbers would, would lead you to believe in how he played last year. He was bad last year. I don't think it was his fault. I think sometimes we forget how much of the quarterback position is dependent on those the supporting cast around you and the coaching the the uh, staff around you. Um, so he was bad last year, but they, they had a they had a, a bad defensive coordinator calling their plays. Hired Bill O'Brien this year. Um, it seems like the Bill Bill Belichick either hires his family or <laughs> his uh, Patriots employees as or his friends. Coaches. Yeah. Um, with that said, Bill O'Brien is a good offensive coach. He um, did, did well at, at Alabama, obviously, and um, he's had led good offenses with the Texans. He's led good offenses with the Patriots before, so I think their offense will be better. I think Mac Jones will be better. I don't. Um, they might have the worst wide receiving core in the NFL. I was just about – I'm literally staring at this right now, and I was about to tell you, ask you, are you comfortable throwing the ball to Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker, Tyquan Thornton, and Kendrick Bourne? And Kayshawn Booty, that rookie out of LSU. Those are your five receivers right now. They brought Juju in to be a one. Yeah. Juju has never been a one. They thought he was a one. <laughs> but he has never been a one. Yeah. At this point, Juju's just like a solid three. Maybe, maybe if he's your two and you have a, you know an Antonio Brown, you can get away with it. <laughs> he, he is content but... as a two, but he is not a one. And they brought him in to be the one. Yeah. And that's another thing with Mac Jones. Like he doesn't have a lot to work with, um, with receivers. So I think I think Mac Jones is like very similar to someone like, uh, like Jimmy Garoppolo, in that sense. Um, oh, you, you know, you gotta wonder what would Tua look like with this offense. Dude, Tua, like Tua would be out of a job with this offense. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be good. I mean, um, I know this offense so is great. So yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say I do empathize with Mac Jones a little bit on that front. That he is he is very limited um, upside. So that off, I I'll be surprised even with Bill O'Brien, you know, a good offensive coordinator stepping in. I'll be surprised if they have a top, you know, fifteen offense. Their defense is gonna be really good. Um, obviously, Bill Belichick is the best defensive mind in the NFL. He's been the best defensive mind in the NFL for. 20 years right um christian gonzalez who they drafted uh this year you know maybe a little raw but he's got all the talent and the tools to be a lockdown number one corner uh, jack jones was really good last year um unfortunately he brought a gun into an airport <laughs> recently uh, over the off season yeah so, not great um, not great it's not not a great decision for him. So I don't know how that's going to play out, but he is listed as a starter on the defense. Um, but their, their backing group is always good. 
Um, Kyle Duggar is a really underrated player in the, in the secondary. I agree. Uh, very versatile, can play it anywhere. And uh, we know Matt Judon can, is going to get you double-digit sacks. So uh, I think their defense can be top five in the NFL. Um, I, I don't know who's better between them and the Jets, and frankly, on, on defense, but I think they're both going to be really, really good. But they can't score, dude. They, they can't score, and in this in this conference in this division, I don't think they get. If you can't, if you can't, so I think we agree at, at this point that two most important positions in modern day football are your quarterback and your receivers. Correct. And they have a below average quarterback and the worst receiving core in the NFL. So I think I don't think they're winning. I don't see them winning eight games, in my opinion. No, I mean the 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 start to the season. I mean their first four games: Philadelphia, Miami, the Jets, and Dallas. They'll be lucky to be one and three. And then you go to New Orleans or host New Orleans, who have made some, who has had a decent off season. I mean, you get Buffalo twice, obviously. You get the Chargers. They get Kansas City. They get Buffalo. Like. <laughs> They are not winning eight games. There's no way. Whoever made, whoever set this line at seven and a half, is crazy in my opinion. But I say that now. Yeah, I, mean, I say that now. They'll finish eight and nine, yeah. nine and eight. If their coach was, if they had the exact same roster, it, it was like the Bears. Any coach but Bears and, any coach but Belichick. Yeah, and their coach was fucking. I don't know, just like your average NFL coach. Right. Let's say the, the Bears coach, uh, whatever his name is. Um, and their over-under is probably five and a half. Yeah. So this is that, that, that line is just completely baked into respect for Bill Belichick, which I get, but I think I think it's just going to be too too tough of a schedule to overcome. So I agree. If you had to pick right now, We'll do. You don't have to dive into it too much. We'll do our. Uh, we'll dive into it when we do our futures um, episode. But if you had to pick right now, who are you leaning to winning this division? Is it Buffalo or is it New York? Uh, <laughs> who would you give the edge to? You don't. Necess- you don't necessarily I'm- need to pick. Who would you? Who would you give the edge to? Yeah, I went into the show. I was going to go with Buffalo, and then I just. Just looking at the rosters again, I just think the Jets have a have a, have a better roster. Um, so I think the Jets, I think the Jets should win the division. Um, the Bills can just because of Josh Allen and he has that that upside and that kind of like superhero uh, potential sure. to kind of just carry them to the top of the division, but. Hard, it's hard to look at the roster and not say the Jets, in my yeah. opinion. They're they're plus two fifty right now to win the division. Buffalo is plus one twenty. But I'm, I'd probably lean Buffalo. I could be I could be swayed in the opposite direction. But right now I'm probably leaning Buffalo. I just I like Sean McDermott a lot better than I like Robert Sala. But yeah, well I'm glad we finally uh, disagree a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it only took. An hour and however many fucking minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. funny, um, but no, I'm excited for this division. And um, like I said, that was probably the toughest one for me to pick. Yeah, between those two teams, uh, I think we we obviously have the Dolphins in third, 
and the Patriots in fourth. But correct. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, I was gonna say I wouldn't be surprised if there's three playoff teams in this division, but no way, dude. But with the conference, if they were in the NFC, I think there would be three. There could be three playoff teams in this division, but I just don't know. When you look around at the other teams in this conference, the the AFC West, the AFC North, I don't know if if they're getting a division's getting three teams. So really interesting. Okay. I'd be I'd be surprised if there's two. Actually, not comfortably say there's two, but three. No, no shot. It's tough, man. When you actually do that, when you actually crunch the numbers and do each division in the AFC, you're like, oh, I like this team, but they, yeah. there's not enough room. Like, AFC is some tough cuts. AFC is tough, dude. It's way it's significantly better than the NFC, in my opinion. But yeah. We'll uh, we'll dive to the yeah. NFC on Thursday. We'll uh, we'll touch base with the NFC East and uh, who's going to finish second behind the Eagles. But we'll save that for Thursday. Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert! Yeah, be sure to follow us on Twitter. Take the number four. Take underscore. Uh, we're going to get a little bit more active on there. Get things rolling here as uh, football is right around the corner and baseball is in in full swing. Man, October's nearly here so we're gonna get stuff rolling on that but yeah check us out on twitter uh we're gonna get tiktok rolling here in a little bit man i'm telling you i'm excited for what's to come we uh we have some goals that we want to hit and i'm confident we're gonna get those get those goals hit and give you guys the best content we can and appreciate you guys following along and tuning in and supporting us any way you can trent send the people out with uh with one last hoorah yeah, we're, we're really excited to be back, like Carp said. Um, you know, I'm sure you guys missed hearing about all of our bets. And <laughs> I know Austin said he was uh, going to break until the NFL season. but um, I am officially on a break until the NFL season as of Sunday night. The one time I bet Cincinnati Reds money line and they fucking lose to the Nationals. I am done until yeah, the NFL. I, bet, uh, I was just leading that up, too, because I – I had a profit boost today, and I decided, yeah, you know, let me let me play something safe. Um, putting the Braves in a parlay at minus three and a half. Spencer Strider on the money. Somehow, minus wow. three and a half is about even money. Wow. The Pirates and Spencer Strider gets shelled five runs in the first two innings <laughs> um, against the Pirates. So that's baseball, bro. That's why we need football back. It is. Uh, we need football back. Yeah, it's here 70, though, baby. Seventy and thirty-nine, uh, Braves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Football's here though, man. It's right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Cool. All right, fellas, take it easy. Like, follow, share, do all that fun stuff. Catch your boys later this week. Peace.